Okay, welcome everybody. We are starting a new series today, Truth for All Time. The message today is Ministering to the Lord. I am Dr. Mary Craig. It is August 13, 2023, and this is Mary Craig Ministries and Craig House Christian Fellowship. And we want to open with prayer. Holy Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus Christ, whose we are and whom we serve. We thank you for the body and blood sacrifice of Christ on our behalf. We thank you for his life of radical obedience, perfect, personal, perpetual obedience even to death on the cross. We thank you that he fulfilled all righteousness, even to dying to pay the penalty for sin, redeeming those for whom he died by his blood, the sacrifice of himself. We thank you he brought the reconciliation that overcomes alienation from you that by this reconciliation we can know you as Father. We thank you that Jesus bore your wrath, bore the curse, bore the sin, and bore the glory. Jesus destroyed the works of darkness, defeating Satan and his kingdom publicly. We thank you, Lord God, for those in Christ were chosen before the foundation of the world and were accepted in the Beloved. We thank you that Jesus died, that he was buried, that he rose again from the dead, out from among the dead, and ascended into heaven to sit at the right hand of the Almighty. Jesus Christ is King of kings, Lord of lords, God the Son, Son of God, ruler over the kings of this earth, and coming again in power and great glory. We thank you for the sending of the Holy Spirit, and we ask that the Holy Spirit come as the Spirit of truth, guiding us into the truth, that he come as the Spirit of wisdom and revelation, revealing Jesus Christ to us and granting us wisdom for the days in which we live. We ask that the Holy Spirit open our eyes to comprehend, understand, and perceive what you have for us today. Open the eyes of our minds and open the eyes of our hearts to receive. Honor and desire, honor our desire to glorify you. We come before you in humility on bended knee with our heads bowed. We pray that we be renewed in the spirit of our minds and put on the new man which was created according to you, God, in true righteousness and holiness, that you would sanctify us by your word and by your Holy Spirit, that we may open our mouths boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel of Jesus Christ with love, compassion, and grace, that we might love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. It is in the name of Jesus Christ that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Okay, if we see anything in the Old Testament, it is that people turn from God to the forms he used, as when the people of Israel worshipped the brazen serpent for 90, no, is that right? 900 years? Would that be right? Well, check it out how many years Israel worshipped the brazen serpent. I have trouble reading, so it looks like 900 years. Okay, well, check it out, guys. And burn incense to it until Hezekiah 
broke it in pieces. Numbers 21, verse 9, 2 Kings 18, verse 4. The tendency is to turn from the life to the form that has contained the life. Today we can cling to lifeless forms and find that the presence of God has moved on. The glory of the presence of the Holy Spirit may have been in the sanctuary, but now it is filled only with lingering haze. We may look to the church to save and not to Jesus, to a preacher to save and not to Jesus for a method or a program to accomplish the things of God and not to God. Only Jesus saves. We need to focus more on God and his life than on the forms through which that life flows. We need to see Jesus and find out what pleases the Lord. Jesus Christ is our great high priest. According to Hebrews 5, chapter 5, a priest must be qualified, selected by God from people, men, sympathetic with men and sacrificing for men. Jesus is the high priest after the order of Melchizedek. The mysterious Melchizedek appears in Genesis 14, verse 18. Without genealogy, he is both king and priest. He brings to Abraham bread and wine, and Abraham gives him a tenth of the spoils of war. A thousand years go by. In Psalm 110, David writes, You are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Another thousand years go by. And then we learn of Jesus as this king priest after the order of Melchizedek. In Hebrews chapter 5, 6, and 7. In a one-time act of sacrifice, Jesus sacrificed himself so that he is priest and sacrifice at the same time. He established access to God's presence as witness by the rending of the veil of the temple from top to bottom, that veil being the veil separating the holy place from the holy of holies in the temple. Jesus opened up a new and living way with a, this is an important line, With a change in the priesthood, there must be a change in the law. Hebrews 7, verse 12. 
Today's priesthood is a spiritual priesthood made up of believers in Jesus Christ. I can't read. So I'll start from the top of the paragraph. In a one-time act of sacrifice, Jesus sacrificed himself so that he is priest and sacrifice at the same time. He established access to God's presence as witnessed by the renting of the veil of the temple from top to bottom, that veil being the veil separating the holy place from the holy of holies in the temple. Jesus opened up a new and living way. And I believe this was the important part. With a change in the priesthood, there must be a change in the law. Hebrews 7 verse 12. Today's priesthood is a spiritual priesthood made up of believers in Jesus Christ. And now Hebrews 7, verses 11 and 12. Now if perfection had been attainable through the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people received the law, what further need would there have been for another priest to arise after the order of Melchizedek? rather than one named after the order of Aaron. For when there is a change in the priesthood, there is necessarily a change in the law as well. That was the ESV version. Old Testament priests had to meet specific qualifications and stay within bounds. They wore distinctive clothing and ministered daily in the holy place. They were forbidden to drink wine or any strong drink, as were kings. They were to keep the charge of the sanctuary, come near to God to minister unto him and to stand before him to offer unto him the fat and the blood, the best part and the life. And that was in parentheses, the best part and the life. That is the fat and the blood. And see Leviticus and also Ezekiel 44, for example. Likewise, to be a true believer, we must be born again, born out of God ones, in Christ ones. John chapter 3. We are not to transgress the boundaries of Scripture in our worship and as we offer the gospel to hungry and thirsty souls. We put on the Lord Jesus Christ and understand that no flesh will glory in God's presence. Our prayers are the incense. Our prayers are the incense we offer to God. The bread we offer is the word of God. Jesus, the true bread. We are made clean by the words which Jesus speaks. John chapter 15. 
We are washed with the water of the word. Ephesians 5 verse 26. We are not to be intoxicated, but rather invigorated by the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 5 verse 18, comparing Leviticus 10 verse 8 and 9 and Proverbs 31 verse 4. And so here is Ephesians 5 verses 18 to 21 and also verses 25 to 26. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of the water, rather, um, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. That was the ESV version of Ephesians 5. 18 to 21 and 25 to 26. Priests who went astray in the Old Testament bore their iniquity with the consequence that they would minister only to the house. They would not come near unto the Lord. Ezekiel 44 verse 13. Like Old Testament priests, we are responsible for offering sacrifices that are acceptable to God. And the references, 1 Peter 2, verse 5, Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. Inasmuch as Christ is the sole mediator between God and man, 1 Timothy 2, 15, we offer our sacrifices in His name. That's capital H. In other words, consistent with His will, His plan, and His kingdom for God to be pleased. And here is Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship or reasonable service. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testing you may discern What is the will of God? What is good and acceptable and perfect? That was the ESV again. Every true believer can offer spiritual sacrifices holy, acceptable, and pleasing to God. Since that was in bold, I'll read it again. Every true believer can offer spiritual sacrifices holy, acceptable, and pleasing to God. With the commandment, the Holy Spirit empowers, providing the ability. We are to show forth the praises of Him who has called us out of darkness into His marvelous light. 1 Peter 2, 5 and 9. We talk about God's excellence and greatness. We speak well of God, 
boast about him. Be his cheerleader. Commend him. We give to God the glory do his name and bring an offering and come before him, worshiping him in the beauty of holiness. First Chronicles 16.29 We give the first and the best to God because as our Creator, Redeemer, He is worthy. The Holy Spirit will lead us in the specifics. As each of us does this, the Holy Spirit will bring us into one accord. And now there, I have a list of seven things. Number one, spiritual sacrifice honors God when in conformity to His Word. It involves the whole person presenting himself as a living and holy sacrifice, as a spiritual service of worship. All of our faculties are to be used for God's glory. The references, Romans 6 through 8, Romans 12, 1 and 2, 1 Peter 2, 5. And number two, spiritual sacrifice involves constant praise, the reciting of God's glorious attributes, exalting Him for His wondrous acts as Creator slash Redeemer. References, Hebrews 13.15, Psalms like 103, 104, and many others. Number three, spiritual sacrifice involves good works, doing good in the name of Christ for the purpose of glorifying God through our conduct. Giving gifts and using... Let me read that again. Giving gifts and using resources to meet the needs of others, especially to those others in Christ. Being generous givers. Hebrews thirteen sixteen, Philippians four ten through 19 John chapter 4, Matthew chapter 25. And remember, a, quote, good work, quote, is one that is wrought in God. The thought and intent of his holy heart and mind, with him providing the seed, root, and fruit of a work of righteousness. From him, by means of him, for him. Number four, spiritual service involves reaching the lost, being ready to give an answer to anyone for the hope that is within us. Romans 15, verse 16. Number five, spiritual sacrifice involves love and prayer, having compassion, sympathy, offering others the comfort with which we have been comforted, striving in prayer for the lost and for those burdened. Ephesians 5.2, Revelation 8.3, Numbers 15.22 and 28, 2 Corinthians 1.4, and Galatians chapter 6. Number 6. Spiritual sacrifice involves worship. Worship involves faith, obedience, preparation, separation, 
and sacrifice unto God. Come apart. Come away to a place where it is possible to center on the one, capital O, N E, true and living God without distraction. Come alone. Give to God. Sing. Make melody in our hearts. Uh, rather, making melody. Let me, let me read that again. Sing. Making melody in our hearts to God. Acts 16.25, Ephesians 5. And number 7 of the list of 7. Spiritual sacrifice involves bearing the presence of God. And I have in brackets here, Ark of the Covenant in the Old Testament. Being separated, sanctified, ministering unto Him, communing with Him, waiting on the Lord, sitting quietly before Him, still resting in Him, abiding in Him, beholding Him. And that was the end of the list of seven. As a royal priesthood, it is our privilege to offer up spiritual sacrifices that are holy, acceptable, and perfect. But we must remember that ministry to the Lord has priority over ministry to others if we are to be most effective. We minister to God as we bless Him and bless his name. Deuteronomy 10.8, 1 Samuel 3.1, 2 Chronicles 5.11, also 13, verses 13 to 14, 1 Samuel 1, verses 1 through 10, Luke 1, verses 46 to 55, Luke 2, verses 37 and 38, Acts 13, 1 through 3, there are a lot of references here, and Revelation 5, Verses 11 to 14. We bless God through our worship, through praising and thanking Him, by acknowledging His greatness and glory, His worth and honor. And this part is underlined now. It says, by coming to Him for Himself. Okay, so that was underlined. By coming to Him for Himself. By knowing and caring about what He cares about. And we are to see Hosea 11, verses 1 through 5. God is seeking worshipers who will worship Him in spirit and in truth and who will receive him for who he is. He wants his people to be demonstration people of God, to obey his voice, and to keep his covenant, namely the new covenant in Christ's blood. Before ministering to the saints, before ministering to the world, let's minister to the Lord, as we minister to the Lord, a flow of life is established. 
we are renewed and strengthened. Our expectation is from God. Psalm 62, 5. Psalm 130, 5 and 6. As we sit before the Lord, God's presence moves into us. He moves upon us, pouring out the blessing of himself into our spirits. Worship should precede witness. Praise should precede preaching. The Spirit moves and the Word comes forth. The Lord Himself is our reward. As we minister to the Lord, He unfolds His plan, revelation, and His mysteries to us. As we look to behold Jesus Christ, we will reflect what we see like a quiet pool reflecting the beauty of His holiness. He will give His wisdom and His power and His strategies to meet and to conquer in His name. Then let us serve the Lord of glory by His grace. And that was the message from Mary Craig. Uh, Mary Craig D. Men. Unto Him that loved us and washed us from our sins in His own blood and has made us kings and priests or a kingdom of priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. That was Revelation 1, verses 5 and 6. I need a page before. All right, thank you. That was Stephen Craig delivering the message because my voice suddenly gives out and that's it for a while. (laughs) All right, let's pray. Father God, we come to you as our Heavenly Father and Lord, um, our Creator, Redeemer, and we ask for the grace to minister to you in a way that is pleasing to you, Lord. And as we do, we ask that you unfold your plan and your revelation and your mysteries to us. Let us have our dignity restored again and again knowing we were um, made in your image and likeness. And, Lord, you are a God of purpose. Everything you do has a purpose. Help us to understand you, your ways, 
your nature. And let us behold Jesus Christ that we might reflect what we see. We thank you and ask that you give us your wisdom and empower us, give us the strategies we need to meet and to conquer in your name. And let us serve the Lord of glory as you grant grace. I ask this, Lord God, in Jesus' name. And thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Whatever is whatever, Lord, pleases you. That's what we want to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Please stand for the benediction. Hebrews 13, 20 and 21. Now may the God of the peace who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you complete in every good work to do his will, working in you what is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen.